0: Uh, you know, I am so happy to see uh, Donna Murphy as our, you know, or introduce Donna Murphy as our next uh, speaker. And I want to ask Donna, how can we introduce you? Donna said uh, a Korean American in greater Houston. So with that, that is how I'm going to introduce you, Donna, and um, have you just blow our
1: minds away. Can, can I, can I attempt a, a brief introduction before Donna? <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want to, sure. Okay. So in, in, in five seconds, I mean, Donna is somebody who I'm like, I, I, I've been a friend on a, uh, on clubhouse, but I'm more of a fan. I, I, every time she speaks, it's just like rapid fire info and knowledge. And I would literally listen to her narrate history. She is fire um and i and i love and i love everything about you that you do so thank you donna Thank you, Jetty, and thank you, AJ. Um, So I'm Donna Kim Murphy. Um, I generally prefer to start with how I move in the world rather than with who I am, because I feel that that allows me to connect um, quickly with people who share my worldview without alienating people based on identity. Um, I think very deeply about um, a lot of things. (laughs) So some of those things I can share with you. um, I think very deeply about decolonizing philanthropy, about the pandemic as a portal, about the charade of uh, the elite charade of changing the world, um, how diverse and inclusive groups outperform high ability problem solvers, small world networks, community, indigeneity, performativity, cult of celebrity, um, and the words not everyone can say according to Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, a, A lot of those topics that I mentioned actually do come from um, original work by a lot of different kinds of scholars. Um, so, yeah, I encourage people to get out there and check out uh, Ananya Roy's work, um, Arundhati Roy's work, um, uh, Anand Gerritaratas' work, Um, Yeah, a lot of of what I mentioned comes from uh, some of those people, they've contributed to to some of that thinking. Um, I happen to also be uh, a physician scientist and community organizer, Uh, I'm serving as director of scientific affairs at an EEG diagnostics company, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, um, I'm a second generation Korean American who lives in the greater Houston area and speaks Spanish more fluently than I do Korean. Um, I am a former school board candidate for our local school board in Pearland ISD. And above all, I'm a human being and I'm an active ally. Um, So I ran uh, for my local school board to fight injustice uh, in 2019, um, all kinds of injustice. Um, Racial injustice was pretty prominent where I live. Um, It continues to be very prominent. Uh, Religious intolerance, LGBT intolerance. Um, and, and generally we had a real poverty of leadership in local government. Um, and that was reflected in, in the ways they were mishandling all of these things. Um, I think that fundamentally leadership, uh, is rooted, good leadership is rooted in humility and in curiosity. And this was something that I, I saw a complete scarcity of in the people who were at that time and who continue to occupy a uh, local public office. and that's why I was compelled to run. Um, that and that I, I found that um, there were no people, no other people willing to step up to run. And I, I, I do not believe that that is healthy for democracy to have incumbents um, continually go unchallenged. So that is why I ran. Um, and I wanted to share a story um, with everyone. Um, about something that happened in our school district. So uh, above and beyond um, the problems that we've had, and let me just uh, contextualize here a bit. Um, I live in Brazoria County, Pearland, Texas is in Brazoria County, which is the last stronghold of slavery in the United States. Um, We've not had uh, a countywide office holder who was black in our 184 year history. the irony and the opportunity is that George Floyd is actually buried five minutes from where I live in our community. Um, the problems that I saw when I was r- running for school board uh, included um, the failure to identify Black students for gifted and talented programming. And you know, I have actually <laughs> my own thoughts also on on gifted and talented education. Um, you know that. I think are maybe a bit controversial that I won't go into here. But the, the fact is that there are a lot of r- resources that are devoted um, to that kind of education, right? For a select group of students, and Black students are continually underidentified in our district, and this is actually a national problem. It's not just specific to our district. Um, but they are, in addition to that, um, very much criminalized. Um, so our dress code um, was very punitive in in actually the actual content of the dress code, and also in the enforcement of the dress code um, towards our black students. Um, We made international headlines when one of our school administrators, um, who actually was promoted subsequent to him doing this, um, he uh, basically instructed a couple of um, other staff to color in the head of a black child um, when he came to school with a design in his head, um, on his scalp, sorry, uh, in his hair. And um, And that assault was not met with um, really any substantial accountability um, for that individual or for the other individuals involved. Um, So things like this are happening all the time in my community. Um, But in addition to this, there was something specific uh, that was uh, anti-Asian that happened. And it happened in fact to my daughter. (laughs) And again, there's like such tremendous irony in that. Um, But my daughter was, she, she, she was in class and uh, her teacher had stepped out. This was actually her favorite class. Her teacher had stepped out for a moment and asked uh, a colleague of hers from down the hall to come into the classroom just to keep an eye on the class as she went to the bathroom. And this individual came into the classroom. The first thing he did was to look on the board and see that there were a couple of vocabulary, uh, vocabulary words written on the board. Um, I don't even remember now what the word was, but he you know said one of the words and he looked at my daughter and said, hey, Asian girl. Um, What, oh, population density. What is population density? And she was alarmed (laughs) to hear herself um, referred to by her race, right? And she's not, she's half Asian, she's biracial. um, But, you know, he assumed that that's how she identifies or that's how he was going to identify her regardless. Um, And she was stunned and didn't know what to say, couldn't answer the question, even though she knew the answer. Um, And then he proceeded to say, Oh, you know, you don't you don't meet the stereotype clearly. And then he moved on to a, a young um, South Asian man sitting next to her, and said, "Hey, Indian boy, um, what what does population density mean?" And he too couldn't answer this question. Right, startled um, by the way it was framed. And um, then he, yeah, then he basically left the classroom, articulated to the teacher as she came in to the classroom to resume her class. Um, that you know that he. Didn't feel like they they lived up to the stereotype of being smart, um, and then he he left the classroom, and you know this was just so appalling to me. Um, but you know what was interesting about it was that it was situated in this broader context of racial uh, injustice, racial intolerance, racism, right, white supremacy, and um, I knew that this was a problem already with our black students. It was the first time that I personally felt it. Um, through my daughter. And, you know, these things are happening in all of our communities. I think a lot of it does have to do with shifting um, demographics in this country um, and also people just being so disconnected in their local communities, right? So that, I do think that that plays a role. We've had like historic attrition of, people engaging with social institutions, right? Whether that be faith-based institutions or otherwise. Um, and, and so when we're not connected, and when we have the illusion of being connected through things like social media, it it proves to be a problem ultimately, right? Um, because we do have to get to know one another in, in an intimate way, I think, to care about each other um, when some of us um, are facing disproportionately harms from the structures um, that, that uh, we cannot escape. Um, Anyway, so I, I, do, I wanted to share that story, and um, that's kind of the skin that I have in this game. And I think fundamentally, as you might have heard through my narrative here, um, that change comes through local action, um, and it comes also through government and, and stepping up and you know running for public office, particularly local office. I think it's really, really important. Um, I, I guess I'll step stop there, um, and, and maybe I'll end with that I call for educational reform. If that was not obvious, yeah,
0: <laughs> Donna, that that. Every time you you I, I hear that story from you about your daughter, it just makes my blood boil in so many ways. And 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 you know I'm so glad that she has a she has a role model who's such a you know um, activist in you. Um, that 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 when things are not right, we fight to make them right. Uh, we mm-hmm. at, you know we at least try. So there are a couple of questions. From um, our audience, mem- uh, you know uh, that 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 in in the comments. So I'm wondering if you'd be able to maybe get on YouTube, or I can send you the questions, and if you want to text me because I want to be very cognizant of your time. Um, if yeah, you know, I, if actually, you wanna... I
1: do have time to answer the okay. questions. I don't know where you want me to go. Okay. To do- so uh, the
0: question uh, essentially is. Uh, you know, reflecting on your run, what was your biggest and most educational mistake? And what would you change for your next run?
1: I think that the biggest mistake, and I was received with a lot of vitriol in my community, I was really actually pretty surprised because I was very professional as I always am. Um, and, you know, really don't have anything out there about me that is controversial in my judgment. Um, but they were able to spin all of the activism that I've done to make it very controversial and a complete misrepresentation of who I am and and the work that I do. Um, but I, I think Beyond that, um, I, I, the problem was that I did not actually really invest in my community, um, like very locally, right? I've been involved in advocacy in Houston, in Texas nationally, but in Pearland specifically, I was not engaged with. Um, any of the activities here, really, before I ran, um, and that was a big mistake. You know, I think that the people who really have a shot are those people who are spending years investing in things. Like, if you're running for a school board, for instance, you really should be participating in the parent-teacher organizations, right? Parent-teacher associations. Um, you should be you should be uh, involved in other social organizations within your community, um, and much like. Is true for most of my community. We we consider Pearland like a sleeper town. We sleep here, but we work in Houston. You know, and we don't really identify with the the local community. Um, And so when we try to then um, lead, um, people don't feel connected to us. Um, and, And that that I think was a mistake. And and I think that hopefully people will learn from that mistake and and you know invest in the community and very local activities prior to making a run like that. Wow.